Hello, it's David here. Thank you for listening to the Leader Coronavirus Daily. If you're a new listener, welcome. We hope you enjoy our news, analysis, interviews and special features. Please do subscribe and tell your friends. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. Hi, I'm David Marlson. They were practicing social distancing at the Black Lives Matter protest in London. Now listen up, we need everybody to keep to two meters. First up, UK. This is what we're about. Look at everybody here today. But is the UK government losing control of the pandemic? Boris Johnson's under fire and Pretty Patel's pressing ahead with quarantine laws that the aviation industry tells this podcast will not work. And it was just the perfect company for this moment. The pandemic for some technology companies has really pushed them forward. And Zoom is one of those companies. The Evening Standard's Mark Shapland. How did Zoom stomp the competition to become the number one video call service? We'll also have details on how budding entrepreneurs can apply for money from our new startup fund. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the government's looking ragged. Can it turn things around? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Despite crowds of thousands, they were at least trying to maintain social distancing at the Black Lives Matter protest in London's Hyde Park. We will have everyone standing two metres apart and as walking, putting their arms out like this, so they know that they are exactly two metres away from everyone else. The campaign's Naomi Smith was among those encouraging people to stay apart as crowds swelled to hear from speakers like Star Wars actor John Boyega. Black lives have always mattered. We have always been important. We have always meant something. We have always succeeded, regardless. And now is the time. I ain't waiting. I ain't waiting. Social distancing, though, is showing signs of falling apart in the UK. The polls found one in five people gave up on it after the Dominic Cummings affair. At PMQs, Boris Johnson denied Keir Starmer's accusations that the government's losing the public's trust and insisted the death and infection rates are coming down. But our editorial column says the problems keep stacking up and the Downing Street response is looking poor. The government is starting to look ragged. It happens to all administrations at some point, but usually several years after an election victory. 
not several months. It's easy to point the finger at self-inflicted mistakes. The miscommunication over the easing of the lockdown, the farce of the travel quarantine, the sleight of hand with the stats. Above all, the high-handed arrogance in response to the revelations about Dominic Cummings. But the government's problems are rooted in a central truth. More people have died in Britain as a result of this virus, per head of population, than in most other advanced countries. Our public knows this. A poll this week showed that there is no European country that Britons believe has handled the outbreak less well than the UK. And every European population, including Italy and Spain, thinks that the UK has handled Covid worse than them. Ultimately, administrations thrive or fail on the strength of their performance. The troubles facing this government are just beginning. Among those troubles are the quarantine laws that Home Secretary Priti Patel announced earlier and which have been widely criticised. 14 days self-isolation for people coming into the country, pre-flight forms will need to be filled in and there'll be spot checks by border patrols. Ms Patel says they're needed because the UK is now more vulnerable to infections from abroad. But critics include former Home Secretary David Blunkett who called them nonsense, airlines are warning they'll hit them hard financially and won't work anyway. I'm joined now by Chris Gota from the International Air Transport Association. Chris, why don't you think these plans will work? IATA is not, a, is not an expert in the transmission of, of viral disease. Just, just to be clear on that, we're happy to follow the recommendations of scientists who have been looking at this. Um, but it would appear that the, the world is, is moving now to a phase where it is looking to release the restrictions that have been in place. So. The first question that we would put to the UK government is, why now are you going in the opposite direction to, for example, the rest of Europe, which is looking actively, for the most part, at releasing its lockdown? Of course, there are medical concerns that we need to address. Um, the industry is doing so. There are guidelines that have been released from uh, the European uh, Safety Agency and um, the industry is confident that if those are followed, people can fly safely. I mean, it's certainly true that lots of countries in Europe are seeing a reduction in rates of coronavirus. Germany's opening up international travel, although interestingly enough, advising people not to go to the UK. But there are countries like the US and Brazil which haven't yet got on top of this disease. Is it right that people from those countries can come to the UK without any quarantine at all? Well, there are some legitimate concerns which people have raised about that. I think that's partly why this idea of an air bridge has been suggested, where there could be some criteria put in place um, to allow countries with a broadly comparable infection rate or R rate or whatever the, the decision is um, to, to connect. And if, for example, it was decided that there were certain um, parts of the world which don't fulfill that criteria, then you could... Uh, you could maintain uh, restrictions against those countries. I think it's important to remember, though, that at no stage have the, um, you, uh, the WHO suggested that um, there should have been uh, widespread quarantine measures. And it seems from, from most of the literature I've read that even at its height, imposing such quarantines would have been only a marginal delay in, in the spread of, of, of this virus. So I think we, we do have to recognise that quarantine is not a particularly effective method. 
and uh, then you have to set that against the economic damage that it causes. If these rules do go ahead on Monday as proposed, how much economic damage will there be? Well, it's very hard to put a specific number on it, but what, what we do know, for example, is that the aviation industry in the UK is a $100 billion uh, business. Uh, it, 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 that's what it supports in terms of GDP in the UK. Um, there are some one and a half million jobs that are dependent on aviation. We did some analysis that recognised that roughly 600,000 of those are at, at imminent risk. Some of those, sadly, we've already seen uh, those jobs disappear. So the, the economic impact has been ongoing since the start of this crisis. Let's just be clear. This has been ongoing since uh, sort of March, April, when, when we started to see uh, our activity fall off a cliff. Now, if you impose the quarantine, that's just going to delay the prospects of recovery. It's going to continue the economic hardship and those job losses are going to keep going. The only way we stop that is, is if we can restart the economy and aviation is a crucial part of that restart process. Next. In fairness to Zoom, it's, it's a very simple product and it's very well designed. The Evening Standard's Mark Shapland. How Zoom went from a small startup to a billion dollar company in three months and how maybe you could too. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, Billy. If everybody apart from you, Mandy, could please could mute themselves. Everybody apart from Mandy, please mute. Thank you. Three months ago, few people had really heard of Zoom. It was a tiny company in San Francisco with employees in single figures making profits of less than $200,000. Now it's expecting revenue of $1.8 billion and it's become the pandemic video call software of choice for millions around the world. Our business journalist Mark Shaplin joins me now over Zoom. Mark, what happened? I think for Zoom, it was just the perfect company for this moment. I think the the pandemic for some technology companies has really pushed them forward. And Zoom is one of those companies. It was always a good company uh, founded by Eric One. Its service has always been good, but the pandemic has forced everybody online. They obviously can't meet up in person. 
and Zoom has just taken off. But it's not like it was entering a market that didn't have big hitters in it. You know, Skype was the, the dominant one before then. What? Why did everyone move to Zoom? I think Skype has really missed a trick here. I mean, this should have been Skype's area to own. I think the problem with Skype is it started off as a voice uh, activated service. It then got bought by Microsoft. And since its acquisition by Microsoft, it's just gone backwards to the point where one Microsoft executive last year at a conference pretty much dismissed the company and said that all their efforts are going into Microsoft Teams. So I think that even in Microsoft, if you want a product like Zoom, they're probably going to try and sell you a similar service through Microsoft Teams rather than Skype. So Skype has really missed the boat on this one. Can it beat off challenges though, like Facebook, which is getting heavily into video conferencing, isn't it? That's going to become a much more crowded market. Yeah, definitely. And, and Facebook has actually made inroads into this space and so have others. Um, I think in fairness to Zoom, it, it's a very simple product and it's very well designed. Just because it's simple, you know, don't underestimate it. It's simple because of the effort that's been put in. It's very easy to join calls. It's very easy to conference. Other than just clicking a link, they really take little or no uh, information off you, which can't be said for the others. Um, so I think people like to go on Zoom because they think, right, the only thing I'm going to do on here is talk to my colleagues or talk to a friend and I'm not going to do anything else. I think part of the problem with these other larger companies is you go on Facebook and you think, right, I'll have a video call, but you're fully aware of how much data they have on you. You're fully aware that you've posted most of your life's pictures up there. So I think the beauty of Zoom is really its simplicity more than anything else. I'm just looking at these figures, Mark, and they're pretty incredible. It's expecting revenue of 1.8 billion. Profits were $27 million. A year ago, profits were $198,000. I mean, where does it go from here? Can it continue that kind of rise? I think it can continue. I think this is only the start. There's no sign of lockdown officially ending yet. Obviously, companies are talking about getting back into offices, but let's be realistic. For most, that probably won't be till September. Or for others, it might not even be till January next year. So this teleconferencing space is not going away anytime soon. The figures are extraordinary. Its share price valuation is extraordinary as well. I mean, for instance, it now has a market value of 59 billion US dollars, which is greater than the combined market values of all the four largest US airlines alone. Um, now that just shows what completely different directions the two industries have gone under, under lockdown. But, it, you know, it, it's remarkable growth, yeah. And if you've got a great startup idea, the Evening Standard wants to help. We've joined up with Triple Point to launch the Spirit of London Kickstart Fund, offering between 100 and £150,000 of seed capital to great proposals. Just go to standard.co.uk for more details. Maybe you'll be the next Zoom. And that's the Leader Coronavirus Daily. We're back tomorrow at 4pm.